Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Wednesday, I thought I had one. I beat the gym mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Okay. And then today, it reminded me who who it was. Mm. So it's all good. What did it? What happened today? Kick my butt. <laughs> what exercises? Uh, wall balls and jump rope. Wall ball. That's where you throw. You have the ball above your head and you throw it at the wall. You do a squat first. Oh. And then throw it at the wall. No. And I went light today. It was a 16-pound ball. I went light today. He said I'm strong. That's <laughs> 16 pounds. That's a lot to keep over your head. Well, everybody else is doing 20s. Don't compare yourself to other people. I know. That's why I took the 16-pound. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Yeah, it's all good. It'll kick my butt. It looked like it is wearing, it's wearing you out. For real. I'm actually really proud of you that you still continue to go this week, even after the weekend. How was the weekend for you? It was a lot, and yeah. I left it. <laughs> it was a lot, and I think, um, so Thursday night, I didn't preach anything, you know, when I was in Virginia, every night during Holy Week, I was preaching somewhere. Mm. So it's not foreign, but it, it is here lately, you know, because COVID, we really haven't been doing anything. Mm. Um, and then I haven't preached for any of the AACC service that let other preachers preach. Mm. So that was my first time preaching as the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Thursday night, we went to Black Hawk. They had a Monday, Thursday service when they had a sermon and um, did communion. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And then Friday, I was in Milwaukee at noon mm-hmm. for um, Seven Last Words. Preached there. Which were your words? My word was number two. Father, uh, remember me. Mm-hmm. He said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. That's why I preach an undeserving invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the last moment his dying wish was like, yo, Jesus, remember me when you get to paradise. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get in your kingdom, and Jesus said, cool, I got you. Mm-hmm. He let him in. Mm. He ain't had to go through baptism class. Nope. He ain't had to go through new members class. Nope. <laughs> All he had was faith, <laughs> and that got him in. Mm. Um, and then, um, so, finished around two, almost three. Mm. Drove back home back about four thirty, four thirty five somewhere up in there. This first lady drove me all day that day. Beautiful. Big shout out to Miss T, um, and that was pretty good. So it allowed me to rest a while mm-hmm. on the ride, and then so back by four thirty five, went over my sermon for the the next service at six, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Went to Blackhawk. Um, that was a pretty cool service. It was. Um, to see the interaction of um, the AACC and Blackhawk Church. That was that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool to have um, most of the AACC pastors 
Mm-hmm. I believe that's the most we've had in one room at that same time. Wow. Since I've been the president. Congrats, president. Yeah. Bringing people together. For real. Because it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. The past has always got something going on, and I think that was the most we ever had. I didn't get the exact number, but they were in the house that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, gave three sermons, and uh, and uh, that's it. people been talking about it a lot. Asking when we're gonna do something like that again mm-hmm. to bring cultures together like that and preach. So that's cool. I look for a way to see how do we merge things together. Yeah. Yep. And and then Saturday was cool. I didn't really have much to do, but it was Kai's birthday was on Good Friday, mm-hmm. so we had to celebrate it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So some of the friends came to the house and. Had pizza and popcorn and watched a movie. That movie, uh. Missing? Yeah, you know. I asked her. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) My God. CIA over here. Uh, (laughs) And so we watched that. That was a pretty cool movie. Um, And then Sunday was Sunrise Service. And thank you for being here, you Momo. Y'all be holding it down. I appreciate you all a whole lot. And that was good service. They had people from other churches that were there. And then 1040, then the Easter program. And then we had breakfast. Then 1045, we baptized, I think it was 16 or 17. It was a, a multitude of yeah, people. Yeah, that's a multitude. <laughs> it got to a point where I asked Diggie Bernardo, um, how many more? <laughs> <laughs> how many? So... But that was uh, that was tremendous. Mm-hmm. That was tremendous um, to be able to baptize that many people, and talking to Deacon Brown, or Deacon Brown being for like forty, almost fifty years, and he was like, Pastor, we've never seen nothing like this before. Mm. We never seen this many people baptized at one time. Wow. Yeah. So that that was that was a huge accomplishment. Yeah. To be able to baptize that many people. And they were they ranged in ages. Right, they weren't just kids, mm-hmm. little babies. Now, they they went from teenagers, twenties, thirties, forties. People never knew God before. Now, have a right relationship with Him, mm. and and that's our goal. That's mm-hmm. our objective to make sure that happens. And as I say, it's not our goal to build the church, but to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I think we did that on Sunday. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And there was the sermon, yeah. which we'll get into. Yeah. And then what did you do afterwards? Did you sleep on the way home? We went We went to, uh, and I, I didn't even think of, you know, getting together with family, cooking and eating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I was just focused on service and all that. Mm-hmm. And so my mom called me, like, yo, y'all coming down? I was like, coming where? Like, we're going over um, to one of my aunt's house and we having a potluck and one of my cousins and barbecue and stuff. I was like, we're going to go to Olive Garden. We <laughs> 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 went to Olive Garden. We got home, probably got home about two o'clock and I went to sleep. Mm. I woke up probably about eight, mm. seven, eight o'clock at night. Wow. Crazy. This is crazy. Super. And I was, I was just tired. You know? yeah. And I've been feeling it all week. Mm-hmm. Like this week. This week, all this mm. week, I've been feeling it and feel a little more refreshed today mm-hmm. than I than I felt 
all week long I've just been feeling tired mm-hmm. voice been fatigued and had to teach mm-hmm. Tuesday night for my class and like my co my co uh, professor teacher whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. she took the week off so it was just mm-hmm. me by myself oh no <laughs> 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 and, and then they had to teach Bible study on Wednesday. And so yesterday my voice got a little rest and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm just getting ready again for this weekend while I'm preaching yeah. here at 1045. And then at 4 o'clock I'm in um, Beloit, preaching in Beloit. Oh, mm-hmm. And then Monday night I'm preaching in Milwaukee. So, Oh, wow. Let me stop. Don't. That's good. In demand. Um, so, Love it. Yeah. Keeps it relevant. People are excited. You know, maybe there's people who are in those places that uh, have heard of Mount Zion and heard of what's going on here, but then to be able to experience it, I think it's really great. Um, I was at the, excuse me, the Friday service at Blackhawk, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the people that were responding, um, to you and the and the sermon, uh, not that they weren't responding to other people. I don't want that to. I don't want to say it like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a little bit more biased <laughs> to you, Pastor. So I'm paying attention. Um, and just the response and the engagement from the people was was amazing. Um, and then you're bringing uh, your presence has brought a lot more men to church, mm-hmm. which has been. Uh, really great to to see because you know typically church is full of women right well you've had men come in they're bringing their they're coming with their partners they're coming with their children they're coming mm-hmm. with their friends like we've got little Dion. he is he brings his friends right. every week right and i love that so mm-hmm. you're you're hitting you are not hitting you're reaching people <laughs> And all these different ages and circumstances. So keep this is encouragement. Keep, Thank you. Keep going. Thank you, CT. Yeah, you're welcome. So we are in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, with my continual guests slash host, recurring guest slash host. <laughs> Uh, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen, uh, we just celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the foundation of our Christian faith, oh, and um, so that was, he, as you heard, he just kind of gave a, a recount of what his weekend was, um, and kind of what a, how our church celebrated. Um, oh, what was my note? So we're here in Mark. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about these various uh, Gospels, Matthew, Mark, mm-hmm. Luke, and John. John is on the island of Patmos, not by him, but John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You say John is separate in the sense of how he speaks about the story of Jesus. Right. And so we're, uh, so Mark, uh, who, who is Mark? Like, what is, yeah, who is he? Uh, John Mark is... Oh, his name's John Mark. Yeah, he's a um, close friend with Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to do my research, but I think he hears about the stories of Jesus 
um, through Peter. Uh, he, he, he is not a disciple. Uh, he did not walk with Jesus, but he hears about the stories through others. And, but he is the first gospel to be written um, out of all the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Um, he is the first one to be written. Why is he second then? Um, because of the early church, how they put it together. Timothy is the first book that was written in the New Testament. Hmm. Does, does I think Timothy. Is there a version of the Bible that exists chronologically? It is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why don't we use that one? Um, not, not we Mount Zion, but just like we common folk. You didn't know about it. I had no idea. You From just this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some Bibles that are written in a chronological order. I think I have one in my office. Um, but in the way they were, way it was published. And so the early church came together and decided what books would be a part of the canon. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was God ordained mm-hmm. for the books that we have. Some books didn't make it, mm-hmm. like the Gospel of Peter, mm-hmm. um, Gospel of Judas. Oh. Uh, um, and then and then the um, Catholic Church used the Apocrypha with the Maccabees and those the mm-hmm. other types of books mm-hmm. that, that we're not using the Protestant canon. Hmm. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Look at that. Anyway, so we had Mark. Thank you. Uh, so John Mark dropped his first name because he didn't want to be associated with the other John. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here in chapter 16, uh, verses 6 through 14. So we are, Jesus has been dead, buried, and he has risen. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Is there anything else going on culturally that's not expressed in this text? No, I think no. The Passover has happened. Um, Jesus has died. We go through the Passover, and then um, the first day of the week, Sunday morning, is where we're we're landed here. Um, it's the climax of the, the resurrection story mm-hmm. where everything is happening here at the end so there's nothing else really going on that's focused but um, the death the burial and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. okay. um, the sermon is titled he showed up again mm-hmm. uh, in reference to well in the script in the text there's two people that are named Peter and Mary Magdalene um, <clears throat> But as you go through the beginning, uh, and you give us an outline of, of Jesus' life, um, I, I know you mentioned Adam in the beginning, but he's come up a few times in your explanations of, of Adam in comparison to Jesus. Right. And I'm, I'm curious as to why. Yeah, because G- Adam and Jesus are very similar. Both were made by God both were um, conceived or created supernaturally Mm -hmm. Um, but by one man's sin we were all doomed Adam by one man 
Christ's righteousness and mm -hmm. death, we were all considered righteous, Jesus. And so, in order to really give the full story of Jesus Christ, you got to give the purpose of his coming. Mm. And the purpose of his coming is because sin entered the world by the sin of Adam. Okay. And so, so that's why when we're talking about salvation, we need to figure out what's what's the reason for salvation. Mm -hmm. Why do we need salvation? And we need salvation because sin entered the world, and sin entered the world through Adam and and Eve, and so that push for God to already have a redemptive plan in place. So in Genesis three fifteen talks about the seed of the woman, mm -hmm. right? Because seed normally come from the man. Mm -hmm. And so the seed of the woman would suggest that the woman produced something without a man being involved. And that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, he's born of a virgin. God created. Uh, the angel tells Mary that the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And uh, God will hover over you. And then the seed of God will go inside of you, mm -hmm. which will be Jesus Christ. So you see the triumph of God mm -hmm. uh, right there. Um, and so that's so the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent will crush or bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. Mm -hmm. And so he bruises his heel, from our perspective theologically, he bruises his heel on Calvary. But he crushed his head on resurrection. Mm -hmm. you feel? Mm -hmm. And so they call that the proto evangelium. Mm. Proto meaning before evangelium, meaning gospel. Um, so mm. the gospel happened in Genesis. The first mentioning of the gospel is Genesis 3 15. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's 3 15 to let us know the purpose. Um, of salvation, why we need to be saved, and what are we saved from? So we saved from the power of sin. We do not have to sin. Mm -hmm. You believe that? Mm -hmm. We choose to, as Christian believers, because we have the Spirit of God, and mm -hmm. we testify. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Great is He that is in me than He that is in the world. So we do not have to sin. Yes. We choose to. Yes. Then, so <laughs> the power of sin. And then we also been saved from the penalty of sin. Therefore, now there is no condemnation, Romans 8 and 1, um, for them to walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. Mm -hmm. um, there's no condemnation. We cannot be condemned once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because now we are part of the family of God. And he says, whoever is in my hand, no man can pluck them out. Mm. So we cannot be condemned. So we saved from condemnation penalty of sin and then one day when God cracks the sky and comes back and receives us again we'll be saved from the presence of sin mm -hmm. but while we're in this body sin will always be around us mm -hmm. but until we go back to glory we are saved from um, the presence of sin so that's where we need salvation from the penalty, the power and one day the presence mm -hmm. and then that leads it just continues on into the story is to make it full circle, right, at the <clears throat> at the cross. And then so then you ask the question, why did he show up? Because mm -hmm. he could have just 
resurrected. He said, I'm going home. He's going to take his ball and go home. Um, and so the first piece is that it was to reconcile the broken. Well, first, first, first of all, before I go into this, the, the binge-watching reference, <laughs> loved it. Loved it. I was like, yes, I like binge-watching show. I agree. I don't like waiting a week. Right. I switched to a different show. Yeah. I recently did that. I was binge watching, there was like a whole bunch of episodes, and then they're like, I stopped, and I was like, why? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, new episode comes out on such and such day. And I said, mm. mm-hmm. switch shows. Oh, I hate that. Give give it all to me. Especially like Netflix series, yes. crime series. I think Hulu and Dis- Disney, they're... They're like Disney with the Marvel series and stuff. Mm-hmm. They got one every week, and I'm like, man, I do not like that. I like just give me the whole series, let me watch at my own pace. I will wait until like a season is like close <laughs> to over. Wow! So I can binge watch mm-hmm. it. Like uh, I watch Abbott Elementary. Okay, I've heard that's good. It is. It is very good. <laughs> Plug, <laughs> watch, and. Uh, but a new episode each week, and it's on Hulu, so mm-hmm. you can do, like, the way, you know, it comes out the next day if you want to watch it, like, right when it comes out. But what's also great is that they also store them all, so you don't have to keep going back mm-hmm. and checking. So I just, I wait. Delayed gratification is something that I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll just sit, and I'll just watch it, and just laugh, and... I like it because then you can you they build on each other and you don't right. have to like what happened last week versus like oh this has happened in the last episode this is what they're referencing and I think it just makes the shows more more better and more better yeah I don't is think it, is that it I don't know grammar is yeah so and and then sometimes I just like yo I've watched the first six episodes and just give me the ten. <laughs> <laughs> This is too intense. This is too intense. What, what's going to happen at the end of that? And so that's what. But so I was looking at this this uh, passage of scripture in Mark, and then I look at the other gospels. These are the same stories in the other gospels, but they're like in a week later. In mm. a week later. One week later. <laughs> <laughs> and so the other gospel writers, they are dropping one episode at a time but here Mark he gives the whole set for you to watch <laughs> here's your box set mm-hmm. all at once yeah. so um, I like that I like that uh, that breakdown that was great um, so why did he show up the first episode is to reconcile <laughs> the broken and the broken person is Peter right um, and so we know with Peter, Jesus even told him at, at the Last Supper, I do mm-hmm. believe, that you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. Yeah. Peter's like, nah, Jesus, I ain't gonna do it. I'll never do that. I'll die for you. Peter ain't. <laughs> Peter ain't do it. <laughs> yeah, he fell. Um, he's, he's walking with Jesus, you know. He's hiding. He's at a distance. Jesus is in, in the house of the high priest and he's outside by the fire. Mm-hmm. And um they they um he's around people and they 
wasn't you with Jesus? Yeah. You're, you're mm-hmm. one of his followers. He's like, nah, that wasn't me. And he does it uh, <laughs> three times and he cuss the people out and then the rooster crow. He cussed them out because they were associating him with Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the fear, fear make you do a lot of crazy stuff. Fear that he would, oh, because didn't, wasn't, uh, didn't somebody else get martyred? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. All the disciples die a martyr death. Okay. Except John. He's the only one. Because he's on the island of Atmos. Right. He got exiled. They tried to poison him, but he lived through it. Mm. Uh, But everybody else dies a martyr's death. Mm. And so, during this time, Peter them, they're not ready to die Mm. for the sake of the gospel. It's not until Jesus leaves and the Holy Spirit comes where they're like, yo, do whatever you want to do. I've seen him do too much to be quiet. So I love the book of Acts because it tells all the stories of the disciples, what they did, how they become bold and brave after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. I mean, after the Holy Spirit descends upon them at Mm -hmm. Pentecost. Um, Because before Pentecost, they were weak, cowards, deserters. After Pentecost, they become gospel writers they become you know head of the church they become these great men of god mm-hmm. but before they as we see anytime they was in trouble somebody would say go get jesus mm-hmm. go get jesus mm-hmm. go get jesus um, but peter he's in a place now where he's like i don't know that dude and <laughs> and the last time he sees jesus is on the third time mm-hmm. when the rooster crows Jesus comes walking by, and let's say uh, the soldiers have him, and he curse, and he deny, and then to see Jesus knowing what you did, mm. we can only imagine the pain he was going through, um, the disappointment that he endured because he disappointed Jesus, his friend. He was part of the inner circle of Jesus, um, so he was that was one of his close friends. So he saw. Mm-hmm. Um, things that Jesus went through. He was the one um, that said, you are the Christ, mm-hmm. the son of the living God, when everyone else was like, you're just a prophet. And God tells him, yo, hey, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you by my Father in heaven. On this rock, I'll build my church. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great day for Peter to get the answer right mm-hmm. from the teacher. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. An answer that no one else were willing to give or had talked about. Um, and so Peter is close to Jesus. He's part of the circle. Um, he reveals to everyone who Jesus is and what Jesus is all about. But then he denies Jesus. Jesus is on the cross. Peter is nowhere to be found. He's in hiding. No mm-hmm. one knows. The Bible doesn't state where he is. Um, and then He's, the women go to the tomb, and when they go to the tomb, they're wondering, yo, who's going to roll this big stone away? <laughs> By the time they get there, they realize the stone has already mm. been rolled away, and they tell the angel, say, hey, come see the place where he laid, where he was. He's not here now. He used to be here. Mm-hmm. He was here. But as of right now, he's not here. So go tell his disciples 
and Peter. Mm. So that reconciled the broken. They want the angel wanted to make sure that when they went to tell the disciples that Peter was singled out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because cause the woman wouldn't have known that Peter was singled out. Yeah, no one knew. You know, he probably didn't tell anybody what he had did. He probably kept it to himself that he had denied or the... Um, uh, the prophecy or whatever uh, yeah the prophecy Jesus gave him came to pass that you will deny me mm-hmm. he probably didn't tell anybody because it's a shameful moment I wouldn't tell anybody that I denied I go and be pitiful and, and I'm pretty sure Peter was and so because of that uh, the angel is intentional of singling Peter out to let him know um, Jesus still wants you mm-hmm. Jesus still connected to you Jesus still love you, even though you denied him, even though you abandoned him and deserted him and left him, he still wants you to come to him. Mm-hmm. I think that that alone is very inspirational for all of us, that we do things sometimes that display a denial of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We live in some ways that, that shows the world that we're not connected to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so even in those moments, Jesus is not saying, away from me. Yeah. He does not say, go tell my disciples, uh, accept Peter. <laughs> All of them <laughs> right, accept right, right. Peter. He said, go tell my disciples and Peter. Mm. So we're included. Um, and so I think that, that, that was very important when it comes to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's why he showed up for us. Uh, for humanity can be a part of the family of God and stay connected with God. Um, he showed up so that the veil in the temple could be ripped. That when we were once far from God, and now we can be as close as possible to God. Yeah. And so that this story of Peter speaks to sin and how sin has separated us from God, but God is still saying come closer to me mm-hmm. and I think that's that's impactful and very powerful when we look at at salvation what it really is about and that it, that's what it's about being able to be close to God even with our sin yeah no that's really because mm. at, at so many times that we feel that because of our sin it separates us it it creates a divide and and we've talked about this before where people are like, you know, once I get my life together, I'm going to I'm gonna go to church. I'm going to recommit my life to Christ. I'm going to get baptized. But Peter is clearly in this, uh, in this moment showing that that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like those, Jesus isn't asking for those things. Right. He's not um, challenging in that way of like, Peter, you need to forgive me before I do anything. It's like, no, go. Gonna let Peter know that he's still covered and um, I still love him and, and and that's important for us to remember uh, as we build our relationship with God that he is not he's not turning his back to us he is continuing he keeps his arms open no matter kind of what we do now don't stretch it now <laughs> that's not a test but it's knowing that he will love us um, despite our our flaws. And then, you know, we mentioned, you know, we like to talk about 
you know, men folk in the Bible. Uh-oh. And I just want to identify the fact that Jesus showed himself to a woman first in the second episode of uh, Redeeming the Sinner. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the, the, so we are at the part in the tomb, or at the, yeah, two women are at the tomb. Now, it's Mary Magdalene, and is it his mother Mary? Is that the other woman that's there? It's three Marys. Hmm. And um, I don't know the exact of the Marys. The Marys. Okay. Okay, that's okay. I was just, I was just curious. Yeah, it's about three of them. Mary, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Salomon. Okay, so all the Marys showed up. Yeah, it was like, there was a group text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mary Magdalene, so she, I actually don't know too much about her story. Right. Um, but she had seven demons in her. Yeah. That Jesus cast out, and then she followed him, right? Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine the relationship that that created for her. Because, I, I don't know, how long has she had these demons? No. So let's assume a year. Mm -hmm. So she's fighting with these seven demons who are probably fighting them each other in her body. Right. And then Jesus comes and he heals her Mm -hmm. as he does, and just the relief that that brings. Like I think about um, like when you're carrying something internally or even physically or let's just say internally like you're carrying depression you're carrying anxiety you're carrying grief right and that person comes and they and they just hug you and hold you in a way where you can let that out right you there's a there's a transference of energy and relationship building that happens in that moment and you're just always grateful to that person for they don't even ask. They just like I can sense you. Mm-hmm. This is something that I can provide you, and it just changes. It changes that person. Right. That's how I imagine that exchange is just this. Mary was able to finally exhale from over a year of holding these demons, and you know Jesus was there to to support her. And right. I was um. Um, I, I I hadn't done much research on Mary Magdalene um, because you know, there's different Marys in the text, and mm-hmm. sometimes it get kind of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but during Holy Week, I started watching this show, Chosen, uh, about the disciples. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix. Okay. And they really are only speaking from the perspective of the disciples, <clears throat> and. And one of the first characters is Mary Magdalene. That's right. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. And uh and it shows how she's tormenting everyone in the in the village. Mm-hmm. Um she's going through and Nicodemus, um, the high priest of the Pharisees, he come and uh tried to cast out the demons, but he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But then he, um, then she has this encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus delivers her, and when she was in a dark hole, when she was in this dark room, um, where Nicod- Nicodemus couldn't do anything, and he thought something was wrong with him, 
because he couldn't cast out demons. Mm-hmm. Um, then she comes around, she's joyful, she's happy, and Nicodemus was like, yo, what happened? How did this happen to you? How did your life change? She said, this man. Mm-hmm. I met this man. <laughs> I met this man, and he delivered me, and he, he freed me, you know, mm-hmm. that liberation. You know, yeah. she, and so because of this, she stays close to Jesus throughout his ministry. All right, and that love pushed her to be at the tomb, mm. right? Because of what Jesus had done for her, for her, it forced her to show up when no one else did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it pushed her to be willing to be there when no one else wanted to be there because she knew of how much he had done for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the joy and that's the um, the push that the Christian should have. Because we know how much God has done for us and how much Christ has literally done for us. Mm-hmm. Not speaking from the perspective of anyone else's life mm-hmm. or the perspective of anyone in the Bible. But personally, mm-hmm. when you know what God has done for you, uh, it'll cause you to show up when no one else will. And so she shows up and she's the first one to deliver the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ that he is resurrected. So a woman is the first person to preach the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> you heard him say it. I just wanted this song to be clear. Yeah, so she ran and told the disciples, hey, he is, um, he's alive, um, and the tomb is empty, but the Bible says they didn't believe her. Not because it was her. I don't think it was because it was her. I don't. I will not believe that it's because of her. I will believe it's because of the situation. Like, what you mean? He's not behind this heavy rock, (laughs) this stone. Um, What do you mean his body's not there? What do you mean he's resurrected? What is? What is that? You know. So that's more so why I think they didn't believe her. Not that it was being delivered from a woman. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and during those times, women didn't have that much power and prestige. That's true. Yeah. So it I don't could believe it. any but it, But, you know, and we look at the next episode, the same the same thing happened again. Yeah, just go right on into the, the next episode to restore hope. Restore hope. The next episode is about uh, the road to Demas, and you can find it, Emas, I'm sorry, you find that in Luke 24, uh, verses 13 through 27. Um, two of Jesus' disciples there leaving Jerusalem going back to Emmaus which is about a seven mile walk and while they're leaving they're talking to themselves about the events that have that has taken place and they're sad they're discouraged they mm-hmm. they are not you know they're not hopeful um, but they're feeling hopeless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and um, while they're walking and sharing their thoughts, Jesus decides to walk with them. And while he's walking with them, they don't notice who he is. And they begin to tell Jesus about <laughs> what had happened. Huh. I'm like, like, we thought he was going to deliver us from the Romans, but he died. We mm. thought that he was going to cause this great revolt but he dies a criminal's death. Mm. And so they're hopeless. They're feeling down. So Jesus walks with them. And I think that was 
that was very impactful that when we're hopeless or when we're feeling the effects of grief and sadness and sorrow, we have a Savior that's willing to walk with us. Mm -hmm. And because he's willing to walk with us, we're able to experience his presence. He walks with them. He walks with them. <laughs> he walks with them, gets to their home, um, and they decide to invite him in. They could have let him keep going. They decided to invite him in. Mm -hmm. And he comes in, he talks to them, and the Bible says he talks, tells them um, about him from Moses to current day, mm -hmm. about the prophecies um, that he will be revealing. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at um, that, I looked it up, Jesus fulfills over 400 prophecies from the Old Testament, mm -hmm. from his life, this is birth, where he'd be born at, how he'll be born, born of a virgin, uh, to all the words he proclaimed on the cross, mm -hmm. and some would say, if someone was to fulfill three or four of those prophecies, then you would say, yeah, what they said might be true about them. Mm -hmm. But for him to fulfill so many of Old Testament prophecies, mm -hmm. uh, really this depicts that he is the Christ, mm -hmm. that he, will, he is the Savior. Mm -hmm. And so he tells them about all these stories of the Old Testament so they can know that he is the Christ. And once they hear him speak, they was like, oh, that is, you, you are Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and then he disappears. And so the two disciples, they left Jerusalem, sad and defeated. They run back with jubilee and celebration. Mm -hmm. And they tell the disciples that Jesus had risen and the disciples, they don't believe. Which is crazy to think that these disciples that have been following Jesus, um, witnessing all of these miracles, are um, not believing these two people, or excuse me, three people, that are directly speaking about the prophecies that are being fulfilled. It just continues to remind me that the disciples are human. Yeah. And that they they have doubt, just like um, I have doubt. I won't speak for you. Yeah. That I have doubt. Thank you. And that I am, you know, I, need, I want more proof. I want mm -hmm. more evidence. I want to see. I need to have data. Like, what is, where are the receipts? The receipts, yeah. Um, pictures. And, Anybody take pictures? Yeah. It didn't fit. No picture didn't happen. It didn't happen. No face, no case. And so you look at how this even continues, right? Like, and there may be like these moments of grief, right? Thinking the disciples are still, well, they are grieving, mm -hmm. you know, because they're probably thinking the same thing as these. These are two disciples, right? The, right. So, uh, but they're not, they're not the, so like the, they're not the 12. Yeah. So whatever, however, whatever tier level, however that is divided, but like they're, they've been together, so they experience things together. So 
the 12 are not valuing the experience of the, the two. Right. Which, again, is just kind of like, even even people within your circle, you don't believe them. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just trying to give you nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so... So Jesus had multiple disciples, right? And we see on the day of Pentecost, he had 120 disciples that was in, in the upper room. Mm. He had the 12 uh, that he worked closely with. Then he had three that was a part of his inner circle. Jesus shows us how to have friends at different levels. Because there's some people you can be in a room with. You have some people that you can walk with. Mm-hmm. Then you have some that you are dedicated to. Two mm-hmm. that are close to you. He had three, Peter, James, and John, that were his inner circle. That when he went into places, uh, when he went to heal the little girl that was uh, had had not healed but raised from the dead, he only allowed Peter, James, and John to go in with him. Mm-hmm. He went on the Mount of Transfiguration when they're on the mountain and God speaks from heaven and said, This is my son, who I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. He has Peter, James, and John with him. When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he leaves. The disciples at the gate and he takes Peter, James, and John with him and he goes to pray. Mm-hmm. So they, they are the ones who know him the most, um, more intimately, right? And so they're connected to him. And so he goes uh, and have these this small group of friends mm-hmm. from this large group of friends. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think that's, um, and then we find these two disciples that were just, um, wondering, you know, what just happened. Yeah. No. <laughs> They're dealing with the shock of their master, their teacher, mm-hmm. dying. Not just any type of death. Not a warrior's death. Not a death of old age. But he dies one of the most gruesome ways of dying. Mm-hmm. He's crucified. He's executed. He's murdered on the cross, a criminal's death. And um, so they're dealing with this, but in their grief and sorrow, Jesus shows up Mm. again, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, I think that's that's one of the greatness of the stories too, that when we feel as if there is no hope, Jesus will come close to us and walk with us. Yeah, that is... Mm. Kind of like the the analogy that I kind of gave was Mary, like that, like coming close, being close, mm-hmm. um, and we don't always recognize it, right? Like those two disciples didn't recognize Jesus, so Jesus just out here. <laughs> I don't know, but be <laughs> that could potentially be an SNL skit. But anyway, like um, I think that it's amazing how how Jesus shows up for each person how they need to have him show up for them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like understanding it was personalized yes yes it shows that that he knows us mm-hmm. it shows that he it shows that he knew them mm-hmm. and so he showed up to in ways where they could receive him yeah which is yeah. great and then um the last group which I want to say as I was doing my research and I was looking at the scripture and I was like, okay, he named the names or the groups of people that are here. They became the episodes. I'm on you. I'm following. I'm paying attention. Anyway, I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I say to my trainer. Oh, good. When, he, <laughs> when I'm like, you know, can't move after, I'm yeah. like, I'm on to you. <laughs> you out here. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we're here in the final episode of this limited series. And it says he showed up to revive faith. Yes. So this is the calling to the 11. Because, and Peter, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, is it 10? It's 11. Judas is not there. Right, neither is, oh, Peter came back. So this is, so Peter's in this 11. Peter's included in the 11. But then, but Thomas isn't there. Thomas wasn't there the first time. This is the second time. Because he shows up. Again. Again. And this is the again. This is the again. So Thomas is here. Peter came back in the 11. Yeah, okay. so the first time he shows up, there's only 10 there. And they see his hand. You know, they say, the Bible says that the disciples are behind locked doors. Mm -hmm. And Jesus shows up and he shows them his hand and his side. Mm -hmm. um, and then it says, eight days later, seven days later, or a week later, he shows up again. Mm -hmm. Because Thomas wasn't there. Thomas said, unless I can see his hand and touch his side, I'll never believe. Mm -hmm. Which allows me to interpret that when, when Jesus died, Thomas' faith died. Mm -hmm. that when, mm -hmm. when, when he died, his faith died also. because that, So that's why what I want to say he revives faith because a lot of people have left the church even Christianity when loved ones have died mm -hmm. unexpectedly yeah. or what they would suspect too soon and so their faith in God dies when that person dies and this is what happens with Thomas he's like I'll never believe until I can touch his hand or touch his side. And so, thank God, Jesus showed up again. Mm -hmm. He could have left. Yeah. Ascended back to heaven. I did what I came to do. He did what he was supposed to do. He shows up to all these people. He shows up to the disciples. And for some reason, Thomas is not there. Um, Sunday, I said something while I was supposed to Thomas may say, hey, I watch on. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a headache or it's raining outside. Mm -hmm. I can't be with you all. I don't want to fellowship with, with you all. And he's not there. Mm -hmm. And they go and tell Thomas, yo, Jesus is alive. And Thomas like, yeah, right. I'll never believe unless I can touch him. And he showed up again. Mm -hmm. Next week he comes back. And let Thomas see his hand in the side, and Thomas says, "My Lord and my God." Mm. And Jesus tells him, "Thomas, you you're special because you've seen and you believe." But there's coming a blessing for those who will not see and believe. Mm. That's why I always say I'm blessed mm. because Jesus declares it. I may have never seen the whole Lord in His hand or His side. Mm. I ain't never seen His resurrected body. But I do believe that he's the Christ. And so I think this is the climax of this series, 
right? Mm -hmm. This is, you know, normally the grand finale, all the bombs and guns, everything go crazy. It's mm -hmm. the longest episode. <laughs> and uh, I think this is what happened because mm -hmm. Jesus' ultimate goal, I believe, was to conquer unbelief. Mm. He dies to conquer sin. He's resurrected to conquer death in the grave. He shows up again to conquer unbelief. Revive faith. Bring faith back to life. And that's what he does with Thomas uh, in, this, in this final narrative of, mm -hmm. of, of, of the Gospel of Mark. Mm. It's a good show, Mark. It's, uh, it's captivating. It's detailed. Mm -hmm. And I think with any good show, you see yourself in it. Right. And I think all of us can see parts of ourselves in every episode. Every episode. Mm -hmm. From the unbeliever to the to the sinner to those that have been walking alongside Jesus and right. still don't believe. Um, there's a bit for all of us in this revival of faith. Mm -hmm. So I felt renewed after the sermon. That's what's up. So let me say this in, mm -hmm. in closing. Yeah, close us out. Um, Isidore Knox. He came to the um, sunrise service. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, Pastor, I, just, I need Jesus to just show up again. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was running for alderman of District 14. Mm -hmm. And on election night, he lost by two votes. Mm -hmm. And because it was that close, they had to do um, a recount. Mm -hmm. On that Friday, um, two provisional votes came in. And I think one was for him. Mm -hmm. And one, I think, was unreadable or something like that. No, don't quote me. Um, but so he had one, and now he's only down one vote. Mm -hmm. And so he said, Pastor, I just need Jesus to show up again. Mm -hmm. um, and so on Wednesday, uh, they did the recount. And during the recount, it came. This, this is the second recount. It's the first recount. Oh, the first recount. Yeah. Oh, they so did the first count, okay. he was down two. Okay. Then Friday, he was down one. Okay. Wednesday, they complete the recount. Okay. And after the recount, it's a tie. Mm. Yeah. After the recount, it's a tie. And so, um, because it was a tie, they just put their names in a bag. Yeah. This is very diplomatic. Very. <laughs> <laughs> they put their names in a bag and pulled names. And they pulled his name. <gasps> Yeah, that's Jesus showing up again, for real. Oh, for real. For real. When he when I I saw that on Facebook and then I called him like two minutes before I was about to start Bible study. I was like, I gotta call. I mean, man, because Sunday that's all he he said. Pastor Priest, I thank you for that sermon. I just need Jesus to show up again and to see Jesus doing that mm. for him. It was tremendous. I wanted to run around. Church, I was super excited for him because I know how hard he worked and how, yeah. how much he wanted to be in that position. And to lose about two votes on the election night and then go through the process and win yeah. on the odds. On the odds. <laughs> of grace. 
Shaitan. Yeah. <laughs> and the arms of grace. And it'll, it'll always turn out in your favor. So they picked his name. And, uh, and now he's the alderman for the 14th district of Madison, Wisconsin. Because Jesus showed up again. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, Alderman Knox. Very excited for you. This is great. Mm. That's what it means. It makes me happy. So happy. Thank you for joining us again for another wonderful episode. Thank you, Pastor, for sharing your insight and wisdom. Uh, please keep uh, checking back from new episodes and check out our website, mtzlife.com. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. Take care.